Number one, Star Wars. Number two, comics. Number three, Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. Number four, Mario. Number five, Weird Al. Number six, Batman. Number seven, Cal. Number eight, The Simpsons. Number nine, TV. Number ten, every single band that I stole all their MP3s. But they really all sold out. Feel all together. You with me now. Hey everybody, welcome back to Nerds Ruin Everything. I'm Logan. And I'm Adam. And uh, we have no agenda today, so, you know, who the <laughs> hell knows what's going to happen. As one of our favorite characters uh, says, this is where the fun begins. So, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll see how this goes. Um, it's weird I, that there's no, like, I know why there's no news, but like... Mm-hmm. Just weeks and weeks and weeks of no real, like, Hollywood news is yeah. really, really bizarre. <laughs> it, it very much so is. Like, to see the to see the mechanism stop, it's like, what? Like, the only really big news is, um, I, uh, like, I don't know if you saw it was reported, um, uh, but the whole, like, the whole to-do and the shenanigans and the, just the hurdles that Blue Beetle is going is having to go through with no ads. And it being, like, this really big, like, it was supposed to be this groundswell moment for Latino, for Latino filmmakers and yeah. creatives. And it's just... And they included. never, yeah, they never get that, like, amp it up. Like, if I, well, I mean, not that it you know, matters. I know most, a lot of actors probably don't love doing it, but if the studio had had any inkling that this was coming, the promotion on this movie would have been so heavy in the first half of the year. Mm-hmm. It really would have. They should they should have pushed it because, like, okay, so like watching the trailer, like, okay, I know this sounds weird, but like, go with me on this. Um, there is like I like since somebody that I knew in the industry, um, somebody who works in VFX and sound. Talk to me about like after the Bat- Batgirl stuff and like talk to me about like streaming quality and like even in 4K and big screen quality um, and the time required for each one of them. Um, like I've become this like this thing where like I've become this person where I kind of like love looking at like the effects in trailers and movies on the big screen and like so there is a big apparent like you can tell from the trailers of blue beetle that they put that extra money behind it like they put what supposedly was flash money but you don't see it in flash um (laughs) you put that that flash money behind blue beetle you can see the quality there it's it's marvel level digital like augmentation and digital like effects work right and to see it go wasted is kind of heartbreaking because like 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 this is like you know this is a like you know akin to like you know black panther for uh the black uh the black audience and so to see the latino audience get this but it not be made it's not being it's not being promoted in the way that we're normally used to seeing promotions like it really does show the difference between actors being able to promote something and them not being able to promote something, right? Like, yeah. Uh, and it's like 
all the movies that we've seen that have been released up until this point are like have had things in the bag right like the ninja turtles knew that like you know paramount knew this was coming so what did they do they built all these packages with rogan and the kids or the teens and some of the stars and just kind of like created these epks like you know electronic press kits like you know just like these like things where the kids are talking to seth rogan and seth rogan is talking to the kids so that there's a bunch of that stuff out there so like Every news outlet I've seen has these things where the kids are talking or there's like just promotions out there. Same with uh, like similar to like Meg. I've seen at least a couple of things with Statham, like um, Haunted Mansion, like all these recent releases, right? I've had um, Barbie, of course. I mean, Barbie is the big one, right? But then as soon as a billion dollars. (laughs) Yes, a billion dollars. Uh, congratulations to uh, Greta Gerwig, who's become the biggest, like, you know, the biggest female director uh, box office wise of all time, like surpassing uh, Patty Jenkins and, and Wonder Woman, which is um, weird because it's, it's a, I, and we'll get yeah. into the terribleness of Gal Gadot um, and her stupid <laughs> Netflix movie. Cause I wasted my time on it. I don't know why I bother anymore, uh, but yeah. Did you hear that? Did you hear that weird ass thing that came out recently? That Gal Gadot was the offered Wonder Barbie. Thing? Oh, oh no! no. She was offered oh, Barbie. Yeah, they offered it to her. Like Warner Brothers as a whole collectively offered it to yeah. her after, uh, like after um, after Wonder Woman, and she turned it down, like scheduling conflicts or something. She was making uh, red notice or whatever the hell she was making, something that was stupid that uh, she shouldn't have made. <laughs> Uh, so I think Netflix's problem is that they're dumping all this money to get these stars in these movies, and it's mm-hmm. just like you really you do have to make the movies good. But I guess yeah. you know the stats show that I guess they don't necessarily have to. But <clears throat> yeah, it's just whatever. It, w- <laughs> yeah, like. Um- but any like you know um but like going back to the blue beetle thing like uh it like i just feel like that's going to be the first casualty like i feel like it like you can feel it like you can feel that nobody knows about it or nobody understands like people that i know are like asking me about blue beetle and what it's about and what this thing is and it's like Wait, wait, wait. We're so late in this thing and comic book movies, like, you knew what exactly what the fuck The Flash was about and you knew what you needed. To, like, you knew, you knew, you understood the assignment. You understood, oh, Michael Keaton's in this movie. I need to go see it because it's, you know, of course. Yeah, I'm but to yeah. be fair, they didn't go see it. <laughs> no, no, but that's the thing, right? They didn't go to see it. Uh, like, Warner Brothers, like, <laughs> you know, they didn't promote it correctly and honestly like i feel like blue beetle is the same thing like i don't think that it's the creatives that's the issue i think it's actually like it's the marketing team behind I mean, these things the early, the early reviews are out so, yeah and they're seemingly pretty positive you know yeah no they are they they they're but as we know and i and i'm not trying to be dour about this i'm trying to be realistic about this because like I'm so disappointed like like when you raise your expectations, we all know what happens. But it's like the first wave is always those people that are in the bag for that kind of movie, right? Like that's how they do it, right? Like they 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 screen the movie for the 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 like the rabbit in the bag comic book people that are friendly to this and will give a movie a break based off of 
everything that the movie stands for. And I'm not saying that that's, I'm not saying that this is going to be the case and it's going to be a terrible movie, but like at the same time, it's like, I'm watching this and I'm like, Oh man, I don't know. I hope it does. I, I, the only reason why I want it to do well is because I want Like, I don't normally, like, you know me, I don't care about that. I mean, if a movie's a bomb and I like it, I like it. Right. Um, I don't put that much emphasis on it, but this one, like there are certain movies that kind of need to push the needle. Like Barbie needed to push the needle, but we didn't realize that, man, like everybody was in the bag for Barbie, but Blue Beetle, like, I just, I hope, like, I just hope that it's not the case where I see next weekend, they're talking about, oh, well, what, what, you know, DC still has, still has a, or Marvel's, uh, Warner Brothers still has a DC problem, (laughs) Uh, you know, but again, it looks beautiful. It looks uh, it looks intriguing. Um, it looks like, and then everything I've heard, like, I know this, we don't really, we talk about this, but we don't, but I've heard that the score is like this really awesome synth score that uh, like, that's kind of like, you know, Miami adjacent. Uh, like it's kind of very kind of like, because of the fact that it's not taking place in Miami, Miami, it's the Miami of the DC universe that it's like, got this like flair to it that people are really digging. Um, I'm hoping that's the case. I'm hoping that it's like another like soundtrack thing that I can just add on to the already like like seven or eight soundtracks that I'm listening to from the <laughs> summer of 2023. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it, it is going to be interesting. I mean, it's what's next week, right? Uh, yeah. Next Friday. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll be talking. Oh, we know what we're talking about next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um. But- yeah. So, other the other Gal Gadot. So you, a the Wonder Woman thing was crazy. She was like, "Yeah, we're gonna yeah. make Wonder Woman 3. And they were like, "Uh, somebody was like, you know, you're not making that movie anymore, right?" Yeah, that's wild. Like, <laughs> right? like, who? Okay, like you know, there goes which, her and Patty Jenkins' friendship, like right out the fucking door, right? Which, like, yeah. <laughs> which I'm confused about where that even came from because. Like, I mean, I'm assuming she's, I, I mean, basically abiding by the, well, I guess it hasn't happened, so it's not promotion, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I, I know they can't promote things that would uh, have been on strike that are already produced. I guess maybe they can answer questions about, I don't know, the Dude, the strike rules are so bizarre, man. I listened to like an hour and a half podcast of this mm-hmm. dude trying to explain it, but it was so, I mean, that wasn't all they were doing. I would have stopped listening after 20 minutes, um, <laughs> but like I, I listened to a good like 15, 20 minute, like semi breakdown of the rules. And I was like, mm-hmm. that's so fucking confusing. <laughs> yep. It, it really like like I've seen what they can and can't do and the conditions in which it can be talked about and stuff. So like I understand why the strikers are or like why the people that are striking are just not doing anything. Because if you get in trouble, you're getting in trouble with your union. If your union mm-hmm. disowns you, that's some shit. Like you don't come yeah. back from that. Like like you know. And so to see Gal Gadot out there. It's very weird uh, because she like I don't know if she's promoting it 
and they did the they did the promotion packets before like they did the they did the interview pool before right, like the it's strike. an older interview, you know. That, yeah. That couldn't be published until this dumbass Netflix movie came out. Yeah. Um, you know, something like cuz uh, I mean Netflix keeps so much stuff close to the vest like you don't know. So Yeah. Um, no, 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 you're, you're absolutely right um, So if it's an yeah. old interview It's even funnier Because the interview could even be As far back as from Like when When did when did she supposedly Have her meeting? It was like Earlier this year, like March Yeah, or March It was March, it was around the time they actually Decided to move Blue Beetle from April to, to August Right. Which that's a, that was this, like you were saying That's the stupidest move that they did they yeah. really should have just. They really if they, if they had any it. inkling. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, but the okay. So here's the fucking stupid shit. Is that like this is where Warner Brothers is fucking stupid. Like I'm gonna call it because everybody saw the strike on the horizon. Like they saw the writer strike, and they saw the 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 act. Like to think that the actors were going to just let their likenesses be taken from studios right. and not have. Like, you're a fucking stupid, stupid, stupid fucking entity. If you thought that that, like, that just shows you the fucking stupidity of billionaires. Like, if, the, or if, the, the lack if of it had reality. Been just about money, like the yeah. writers getting paid more residuals, uh, the actors might not have had, like, have been on board, you know? Um, but, uh, although I do know that residuals is a thing for them too, for, especially for television actors. Um, but yeah, when you're talking about like the, the rise of the, the AI stuff, um, mm -hmm. and you like people posting contracts that are like, yeah, yeah. Like in game of Thrones, like if you signed up, like what, what you were contracted for was like maybe one or two days of work but they also owned your likeness so they could just digitally put you in anything so by the end of the show they didn't even need real crowds they just had a bunch of digital people <laughs> to, mm -hmm. to insert into the show so yeah that like there's no way like eventually the actors were you know and why not strike together so the, yeah Directors don't necessarily have to worry about that, especially if they're not writer directors. Because, like, I mean, editors might have more to worry about than directors. <laughs> yeah. No, you're, you're, uh, you're if you right. can teach a computer how to just comprehensively edit a movie, man. <laughs> yeah, but then, like, okay, like so, like, like here's the thing for that: we get nothing. We will get nothing like. Um, everything, everywhere, and all at once, ever oh, again. Yeah, yeah. We Nolan's films would never like the the film the way that we edit like Nolan does would never happen again. Anything uniquely yeah. would never like, and that's I mean, the problem. Like with the all tours, yeah, it's always gonna be yeah. like that. But like, there are some movies where it's just like, I mean, they <laughs> did they only have one take? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, but uh, yeah. But, uh, which leads, like, th this discussion kind of leads to this fucking Heart of Stone movie. So, first off, I just want to point out that this is written, uh, co-written, and conceived of by Greg Rucka. Yeah. 
Which and, makes me want to watch it, but... Uh, okay, so, like, here's the thing. If you... or Okay, so... I... <laughs> I've told people that this is the multiplicity of Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Because it literally is the same story as Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, except for, like... This is the slow, dumb version. This is the Roger Corman version that's not entertaining. Like, literally. Like, everything that they do in this movie, it, it's all about this AI that everybody is chasing. And it's, okay, like, this is my favorite part about this movie. This is where I fucking rolled my eyes, and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and scroll and occasionally watch this. That's what I fucking did. This is how disrespectful I was to this movie, because this movie is that disrespectful to the audience. Okay, so the movie is called Heart of Stone, right? Do you know what her name is in the movie? Gal Gadot's name in the, is in the movie? Yeah, I saw it, and I watched, like, a trailer of it, and I, I don't, it's like, uh, was Victoria Rachel, Stone or like Rachel uh, Rachel yeah. Stone? Yeah. And do you know what the do you know what the Mission Impossible AI is called? Um, the heart. The uh, heart. Okay. So the stupid ass name of the movie is called Heart of Stone because your character, like, it's like literally this movie is AI the script. Like, so no, uh, so knowing Rucka. As a writer, as I, I mean, not, I'm not well versed, but he can lean heavily into the pulpy stuff. So, do you think that maybe the people making the movie took it too seriously? I mean, I didn't watch it. I'm just assuming by the trailer, um, it's all taken. Whereas, like, if somebody like Tarantino had directed it, not that he would direct that, but. Somebody in that like that has a more uh, like sensitive touch when it comes to like the tongue in cheek pulpy like this shit doesn't really make any sense but we're rolling with it kind of thing, you know. Um. Okay. So. Um. Like. Okay. So like. I'm a big fan of his Clean and Country. I haven't read it recently. Uh, I, I haven't read it in a long time, but I remember like reading Clean and Country and really, 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 really liking it. Not as much as I liked Millar's um, uh, what Kingsman. Uh, Kingsman. Uh, Kingsman was by far better. But the pulpiness of Clean and Country and the fun that you have with Clean and Country, even though it has a streak of seriousness, but it also has a very big understanding of intelligence and intelligence world and tech, tech stuff. This feels like a paycheck. This feels like they offered him like two or three million dollars. And, uh, and he was like, oh, I have this script right here. <laughs> yes. Literally, I have this. I mean, this, but... they've produced this is their second work with him, yeah. right? Um, yes. Because uh, Old Guard. Old Guard, Old Guard, that's right. Which has a yeah. sequel coming, I think? Yes, it does. Yeah, well, it does. I, uh, assuming shit ever gets back on track. but Exactly, exactly. But yeah, there is. But here's the thing, is that the Old Guard, I feel like... Okay, so... Like, okay, so Heart of Stone, it just feels like 
like it was like if you if it said heart of stone semicolon in the world of the gray man i would totally like i would have been like oh okay yeah that makes fucking <laughs> sense because it's that it's that it's a cgi fucking mess dude like everything that you, like okay so like i know i keep on comparing it to dead reckoning part one but like dead pa- reckoning part one like that movie knows exactly what it needs to do as a techno thriller and produces like one of the best techno thrillers I've seen in the last 20 or 30 years. Like, I think that the, the last one that I saw that was as entertaining, intelligent and full bodied was clear and present danger. Like that was like 1994, 1995 with Harrison Ford. Like that's the kind of intelligence I feel like is like the standard, right? This is like, okay, we're going to, we're going to do like, this feels like, Greg Rucka's story put through AI, like literally, like through an AI script. Like this person, Allison Schroeder, I'm sure she exists as a real life person, but it almost feels like Allison Schroeder is like AI. Like if she's the one that did the the final rewrite, like everything about this film feels pedestrian. Like it, like everything. Like there's nothing fun about it in any way. And you have Gal Gadot and Jamie Dorian, two of the more uh, um, two of the more like attractive people in the world, like Gal Gadot, might be one of the like right now currently might be the most gorgeous starlet or star that we have currently, right? Um, and she can, and the other thing is, is that she can be charming and funny and yeah. unique and weird. None of that is here. Jamie Dorian, the dude who played Christian Grey in the Grey movies, like, like. He's done, like, he is both, like, you know, a super serious performer, but he's also got, you know, like, he, uh, Barb and Star go to, uh, go on vacation, whatever the hell that fucking movie is. <laughs> that that yeah. fucking movie's wild. And he's in it. Like, they're, they're two capable people, right? They're two very capable actors. And this could have been a very fun, sexy rom, romp around the world with spies, but it's not. So it's what you're boy. telling me is that it is the uh, what the acting equivalents of like the one to one is uh, Attack of the Clones. <laughs> yes, very where it's much just so. like okay, we have this guy who oh we've seen him in some things. He's very charming, and then we have her. Like we all know she's great, and then it's just like. Okay, yeah, but the script and the directing, like, at least with Attack of the Clones, it's like, well, George didn't care about the acting because he was so preoccupied with the effects work. And clearly, yeah. like, that shows <laughs> because <laughs> it, it it at least looks really pretty with all those, you know clone yeah. troopers running around and all the monster creatures and the the droids and like yeah 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 all that all that's there on screen like the money's on screen you know and no, but when it, the money's not on the screen that's when it's like so what was the director doing <laughs> <laughs> um i okay so Like, I will give credit where credit is due. There are three cast members that know exactly the movie that they're in, and then they elevate it a little bit when they're there. Uh, The first one is Matthias uh, Schwinghofer, who is, if you guys have seen the two Zack Snyder-verse Army of the Dead movies, 
um, the bank heist of the dead or whatever the hell the other one is called the better one. Um, the one of uh, like, he is the main character. He's the, he's the actual safe cracker in the movie. He's the German, he's Dieter, the German blonde haired dude. He is like, basically they took him out of that. I wouldn't be surprised if this movie takes place in the same universe as army of the dead, which would be kind of cool. But this kid, this guy, he's great. Like, cause I mean, he plays the kind of same nerdy techno techno dude, uh, like the, the confident techno dude. Um, he's great uh, with the small amount of time that he has. He has a very decent amount of time. And then, of course, I'm going to ruin it because it's a. I think it's supposed to be a surprise, but it's not. Um, B.D. Wong and Glenn Close. I mean, you know, B.D. Wong is in like is incapable of a bad performance. Like to, at least to me, like I love him. Yeah. Um, and then and Glenn Close. I mean, but they're both doing exactly what you expect them to do with their roles. They're very boxed in roles, but they just have enough. They're they're great actors so that they take that and they elevate it to the nth degree. Everything else in this movie, like, I know they filmed on location because I saw behind the scenes, but it looks like it's filmed in the fucking volume. Like, everything feels like, like, everything in Ahsoka feels more real than this movie does. Like, everything I've seen in Ahsoka looks like, oh, wow, that looks, they're getting better with the volume. This yeah. looks like they've gone backwards. Like, even though it's filmed it on location, this shit looks like the volume. And I think it's also like, you know, because the Netflix cameras, like I'm going to call them the Netflix camera package because every single Netflix film looks the fucking yeah. same. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you liked gray man and you liked red notice and you like all the bullshit, all the bullshit, like stupid action movies that are written by AI from Netflix, go right ahead and watch this movie. But if you're, but if you're looking for something like Extraction that has moments of inspiration or like The Old Guard, which is actually a, a fairly decent, uh, like, which is actually a pretty great movie because it has a great director behind it that actually cared and gave a shit about it, um, then don't, then just skip Heart of Stone. It's two, it's two and a half hours that you're not going to get back. Um, that just, yeah, it's just... I'm glad I did. Like, I was actually kind of excited when I saw a behind the scenes look at it. And I was like, uh, I might want to see this in the theater and actually see if they actually, you know, Netflix has like two or three theaters that it releases in. And one of them is usually in L.A. Um, but I'm glad I didn't because this movie is just it's it's bad. It's as bad as Red Notice. Like I or no, it's as bad as Gray Man. Both of them combined. I hated both of those movies. I actively dislike those movies. And how do you actively dislike a movie starring The Rock that isn't Black Adam and Ryan Reynolds? Like, how? I mean, it, and honestly, like, it, Black Adam, I don't even know if I could say I actively disliked it. It was just, like, dumb. I, I disliked yeah. the way they were promoting it. But, like, if I had just uh, gone to see the movie and ha hadn't had to deal with all of the, like, behind the scenes shit <laughs> like i probably would have been like uh, much kind of like shazam i was just like oh that was well i mean it wasn't as good as shazam but it was yeah. like oh yeah that was that was all right like it wasn't great didn't say the but it was the constant like it's the power what will whatever his thing was the hierarchy the hierarchy of the the dynamic <laughs> yeah, whatever the fuck it is so yeah <laughs> um but yeah no like this is 
just pass, guys. I mean, I guess you can watch it. Whatever. Go ahead. Uh, enjoy. Uh, you won't, though. And, like, you know, it just continues on. Like, like, I, like, I think that they just, I mean, and here's the thing is that I've heard that they spent a lot of money on this movie. They spent, like, $200 million on this movie. I mean, that was, Red Notice was the same way, too, wasn't it? Didn't yeah. They spent, like, $200 million. Of course, it does have The Rock, Gal Gadot, and Ryan Reynolds. Um, but still, like, that's a lot. But, hey, to be fair, Disney spent $200 million on six episodes of Secret Invasion. Yeah. And... It looks like it was filmed in <laughs> corridors and halls. And I would love to know where that movie... I, w- I, w- I would have appreciated Secret Invasion more if it went straight up, like, 70 special effects route, and their scrolls were just, like, in masks. And, like... Yes! They did, like, the way they, like, changed shape was, like, maybe their skin turned super bright. <laughs> and yep. so that, you know, they could just swap out the the frame, you know, as they yes. change. And that would have been like, great. Dumb 70s shit like that. Instead of, Doctor like. Who. Doctor yeah, Who episode. yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> instead, we got very, like, even the special effects were a little half-baked, which I, yeah. I'm going to make a shitty joke. I, sh- I should should just make the joke in a, like the the marvel effects people are unionizing and i'm like um like outside of guardians the last few outings have been great guys but i know it's not necessarily on the <laughs> the effects guys <laughs> they're just not given enough time or resources but it's still like when you hear that and you'll be like wow i i haven't liked the effects work in most of the marvel movies in like five years <laughs> Yeah, I think, like, to be perfectly honest, I think the last time I liked, I liked Marvel, uh, Marvel effects work was probably Endgame. Like, that's the last one. Yeah, like, like I, I think Endgame. Guardians is a little bit of an outlier because they use yeah. practical stuff. But there are some digital things in Guardians that are a little, like, off-putting. Um, yes. And maybe... No way home, but but I I okay so I'm gonna, that, I'm gonna the, they're just hand. outliers and No yes. Way Home is a Sony thing which is weird because exactly. Sony's not really good for with their stuff either, um but somehow together they made it work. Um, well, it, it was like I feel like with Sony, uh, Marvel pushes them to not be cheap because yeah. they because they know they can take like like here's the thing is that. Like, this is the thing that people don't know that I I recently just found out. Like, maybe, like, in the last six months. Marvel, like, I know it sounds weird, but it's the only way I can describe it. Marvel owns Tom Holland. Like, he's their entity. Yes. So he, they only, like, Sony is only allowed, like, him, Zendaya, all of the te- all of the actors are Marvel-based, Right. Yeah, like that are, that was the uh that that was the back and forth when they were doing those last contract negotiations. Yes. Is because Tom Holland is technically under contract with like Disney, mm-hmm. but Spider Man is owned by Sony. Um mm-hmm. so Sony can't make more Spider Man movies without recasting it. And yep. Marvel can't make Spider Man movies can't make Tom Holland Spider Man movies. Without Sony. <laughs> so that's why it took Tom Holland 
basically being like, guys, can we play nice? Yeah. And, but also, like, that forces Sony's hand to not be fucking cheap. Yeah. Because we all know Sony is notoriously fucking cheap. Like, the only things that they're spending money on are Marvel movies and Quentin Tarantino. Like, and not even Marvel movies. Like, we've all seen Craven the Hunter, the, the trailer, like, which now has gone with, along with Aquaman, as movies that I don't feel like actually exist. Yeah, and we're just, may, we may never see. <laughs> yes, which, let's be honest, that's not a bad thing if we never see either one of those movies. Like, like, <laughs> like. <laughs> like the Aaron Taylor Johnson I'm, of it all with I'm Craven. morbidly curious about both, I guess. I, I mostly with Aquaman, it's like I like yeah. Jason Momoa. I don't know, I don't watch everything he's in. I love his performance as Aquaman. It's so like antithetical to mostly who the Aquaman character is. Like Especially Arthur Curry. Especially yeah. Arthur. Like, like he he's is not a rock star necessarily. Like he has his <laughs> no. like broody, broody moments, but like Momoa plays it like he's like the the front man of like the biggest rock band in the world. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he play he plays it like like I mean, like, let's be honest. Like we've talked about this before in a kind of like side conversation. I don't even know if we've actually had the conversation here, which is is that it's Aquaman is like the dry run for Lobo for him, right? Because like yeah. Lobo, that's Lobo. Lobo is the rock star, a hundred percent. Which is why and we did talk about it because he had his meeting and he seemed oddly yeah. optimistic, despite the fact that they very much told him like, "Yeah, this is it for your Aquaman outings." Like you know, but now they're doing reshoots possibly. If the yeah. strike is, ever gets we, over, uh, well, you've heard what the the rumor that the the reshoots are, right? Is it taking Amber Heard out? <laughs> yeah, if it's the recasting of Amber Heard, that's what I. God damn it, I can't. Which, that's why what I've does heard. it matter if you're just tanking this franchise anyway? Like, why did just release the movie as it is, like, and just yeah. be fucking done with it? Just be done with it. Exactly. No, no. Well, that's the thing is that I, this is what I don't understand. Like, they've already, okay, so like, here's the thing Warner Brothers has already fucked over James Wan so badly that he went to, that he went to Universal and set up his own thing at the Universal with Jason, with, with Jason Blumhouse. Like, we already know that story. We already know that they fucked him over. Why? So, what you're going to do is add insult to injury and like basically kick kick him kick him in the dick while he's down in the dirt like yeah, is this that isn't what even do? the Zack snyder justice league thing right no. because <clears throat> excuse me snyder had to step away from justice league for personal reasons like the man like his work disagree with him hate him fundamentally uh him stepping away from justice league had absolutely zero to do with the quality of the movie yep. warner brothers like belief in him all of that it mm -hmm. I, I'm, sadly it was extremely personal his daughter committed suicide and he was it's like i guys i can't do this right now yeah like, I, I don't i don't have any of this in me like none of this matters i i just have to step away <clears throat> and you know I, <laughs> to his credit like the fact that 
they didn't pause everything, which he seemed to understand, like yeah. from outwardly, that they brought in the guy who directed the Avengers to finish <laughs> which, his work. Um, which, you know, it not just finish his work, but rewrite what he was doing. Yeah. Um, like, to Zack Snyder's full absolute credit, the man never outwardly spoke ill of any of that. Nope. I mean, he did egg his his bros on. But, yes, he did. <clears throat> you know, I mean, that's kind of what people like that do. <laughs> so they, yes, they need their yeah. they need their fan club. Um, you know, and, and honestly, if my fan club was that big, I'd probably feel the same way. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, the it's the fact that like this movie exists, Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom exists, mm-hmm. has existed as a movie for a while, and they just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. They keep on like it's almost they're like just, you're, they're trying to delay, like, delay. <laughs> yeah, uh, like that's wild. Like, like I said, like, like I just don't understand everything that they're doing with this because it's it literally does not make any sense. Like at this point, if you like, it was like the Black Adam thing. Why keep on like I okay? So I, at least I understood Black Adam. You keep on putting money in because you're trying to appease the biggest star in the world. Even though it didn't work and nothing worked about it and like all of his instincts as a producer were just terrible. Like they were literally terrible. Like like I've I've cooled my love of The Rock because of everything that I heard that went on in that fucking thing. I mean, he Taylor Lautner did. Like he made it seem like 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 he did so much to like ruin things and like basically squash things that it's like okay you know anyways but uh, like it's weird to think that like there are these movies out there that cost a fortune like literally like the gross national product of some countries just a movie that's two and a half hours long right and they're not being released because Somebody, even if it's James Gunn, I'm going to fucking say, what the fuck are you doing? Why do you think that you can fix something that's not, that ultimately doesn't matter? Like, that's the thing that's wild to me, right? Like, like it doesn't, like, Aquaman, whether it's good or bad, doesn't matter. Like, they're going to take a loss on it anyways. They're going to, like, you know, realistically, they probably should have written off, like, if this is the way that they were going to do it, take, take a loss on The Flash and Aquaman. There's... There's close to three quarters of a billion dollars there rather than the 80 million that you took on Batgirl. Like, do something like that. I mean, like, just release it as is. I don't understand. Like, I literally don't understand it. Like, even if they make a ton of money, then it's not like they're going to be like, Momo is coming back for Aquaman 3 and so is James Wan. Because what makes that movie is not anything, not is the guided hands of James Wan and the the like Momoa's understanding and willing to go as far as he was right because I mean Aquaman to me is like that's like James Wan going I want to make Flash Gordon and he makes Flash Gordon with fish I mean that's literally what the movie is right like it doesn't have the Queen soundtrack but I mean literally that's what Aquaman is 
it's this ballsy dude who comes into a world that he doesn't have any understanding of and he just starts fucking around with it like and but that's the best part of uh, of aquaman is like him just yeah like the yeah of it all um it's fun uh, but again like i have a feeling that aquaman 2 is not going to be anything like that it's going to be a stick in the mud it's going to be like do something if we ever ever see it yeah um especially after all the muddling and meddling and just uh, yeah i i don't know it's disappointing because it's like man this dude seems like a good dude he deserves a little bit better so but one too like james Wan deserved better so yeah i mean (laughs) remember when they were gonna make a movie about the creatures in the trench it was like we're we're great warner brothers is so fucking stupid man (laughs) They really like, are. Oh, 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 a bunch of people were posted on Reddit about how awesome that scene was. But this one gets a movie too. <laughs> like, come on, guys, calm the fuck yes. down. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. Oh man, um, it it would be like if uh, well, I guess it would be Mattel's call, but it would be like Mattel, like, holy shit. Barbie made a billion dollars, and we saw like three articles about how great Weird Barbie is. So, uh, in two years, Weird Barbie movie coming in twenty twenty five. Like, calm down, man. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it, it they do that all the time, though. Like, that's Warner Brothers, right? They're like a they're they're like a crack addict. Like, you know, it's like like they just go after like they're chasing the next high, and I'm just like. Oh God, get it together! Because you used to be like Warner Brothers is like, like it, it used to be one of the greatest, like you know, greatest movie studios of all time, and all they're doing is just like chasing, like I don't even know, dude. They're just like they're they're chasing like what they they think that they can like. Oh yeah, let's do this. Let's like you said, like Weird Barbie. It was like you know three articles. Let's go after that. Let's like that's bound to make a billion dollars. No, I just don't get it, man. I, like Warner Brothers is a, a weird, scary, like like it's a weird, sad place. Like it really is. Like like you know right now they're on high. Like they're on a high right now because of Barbie, right? But I mean, those of us that have like watched them, we know what's going to happen, right? Like we know. Like, what's the first thing that's going to happen? They're not going to bring back Greta Gerwig, right? They're not. They're going to... And then the, what's going to happen after that? They're going to hire a dude. They're going to hire some dude to, to direct it. They're going to make all the wrong moves. And it's going to, like... And we're not going to get anything close to the sequel that we deserve. Right? I mean, maybe not. So, I I don't know the deals of the contract, but... yeah. I feel like Mattel would not be down with those kinds of things after seeing the success. And so it sounds, sounds so weird. Here's the thing about maybe Mattel over Warner brothers, just as a company, like Mattel seems very much willing to, uh, acknowledge like oh that's a wrong turn and kind of correct Warner Brothers as a company tends to like just lean in and go 
oh, everybody thinks this is a wrong turn. Fuck you. We're going, like, full on into it. Well, full on into it, yeah. <laughs> like, huh. I mean, changing the, changing the streaming service's name, uh, canceling those movies, uh, or shelving them uh, for a tax write-off, uh, the Turner Classic movie shit, um, like, all of that. Just, it seems like every time somebody... It's like, well, this is what they're talking about, and this might be kind of a bad idea. He seems to just want to go, like, like, oh, you think, uh, we're gonna play this out, and you know, it's just stupid. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely, absolutely. Like, but okay, so like, here's the thing that, um, here's the thing that people don't know. Which is is that, like, and this is the stupidest fucking deal in the world, is that Margaret Robbie and Gosling don't have sequel, don't have sequel things in their contract, don't have sequel writers in their contract, so they don't have to come back. Yeah, Um, and like I said, we don't know the deals, we don't know the Warner Brothers DC with Mattel either. So yeah, like you know. Nobody, Mattel included. Nobody involved with this movie thought that this would happen. Not a single person. I don't care how much faith they had in it. Not a single person thought it would make a billion dollars. Not one person. Well, actually, though, that's not true because everything is coming out now that during her pitch, during Margaret Roby's pitch, she said... If you hire me, I guarantee this movie will make a billion dollars. Like that's okay, like I so don't know whether it's her. <laughs> her, one person, Margaret Roby. But I mean, you know, that, like that's like rock posturing, right? Like rock yeah. probably guaranteed that Black Adam would make two yeah, million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I mean, he kept hire- telling us it was going to be the greatest film ever made. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, we all knew that that was bullshit. Um, <laughs> but uh. anywho. <laughs> I mean, uh, the flat Warner Brothers and the, their thing with the Flash. It, like, literally, of all the movies that you could have just been like, well, I guess we'll just if they could have written off that entire movie, like, mm-hmm. and given it, I would rather have watched. I don't care how bad this fucking Batgirl movie was. Yeah, we know it had Michael Keaton in it too. I would yep. have rather watched a shitty Batgirl movie. Then I I enjoyed the Flash I did, mm-hmm. but like it it's just yeah I would rather see the shitty version of the movie that you shelved you know in an ideal yeah. world I would have got to see them both but like yeah. all things considered like that's the one it would have been like oh well yeah I guess I kind of understand like maybe we'll see it one day who knows. Um, but the Batgirl one's like, well, we need to write some stuff off. So we're just going to shelve this movie. Trust us, it wasn't very good anyway. And meanwhile, everybody involved with the movie is like, wait, what? <laughs> like, we, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so nobody gets to judge whether it was good. They just have to take your word for it after you canceled it, put it on a shelf, can never be released. And... Hey, come maybe come work with us again after you were just like, oh, y'all were making this shitty movie. We're pulling the plug for a tax write off. Like, no. <laughs> that, it, 
I know we're almost a year into this podcast and a year later, we're still talking about all of this, but it's still so incredibly fucking baffling. And yes, like as stupid as some of the shit with Disney is like the way they handle star Wars and Pixar and Marvel sometimes. I don't know. I, I feel like I can at least see why. The Warner Brothers stuff, I mean, I guess if it's just the money, it's just the money. But there's not, you spent more money rebranding Max. <laughs> like, yes. You know, all the, 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 the server overhaul stuff or the, the renaming of files. And like, I don't know. You, you could have just not done that and given us back, Carl. <laughs> Seriously. Like, no, 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 no. You're, you're 100% right. Like, I don't understand, like, I don't understand, wh- like, what is actually happening, right? Like, this doesn't make sense in any way, shape, or form. But, again, I'm not, I- I'm not a part of what ultimately is, pro- like, like, I'm not a part of basically a bilking or some kind of tax shelter write-up for Dave Zasloff. Like, I- I'm not, you know, and I'm not the person that, like... Like, this is basically his big piggy bank to be able to get more money, right? So everything that's done is done by accountants and money people who know the best way to – the best way to basically rob the government of billions of dollars and make them richer because, you know, that's – I mean, if we look at it like, yeah, of course you would release a – like – Taking a taking a bath on two hundred million dollars, as opposed to taking a bath and writing off, say three hundred and fifty to four hundred and fifty million dollars, because you added advertising in, and we tried our best, we tried our best, we tried to release it, and like not really, because like the advertising for the Flash was the worst, and also, like if you think about it this way, if you're trying to write it off, the best thing to do would put would be to like release the movie that that really realistically nobody wants to see and realistically nobody wants that star they they don't want them to be anything more than what they already are because they are a terrible terrible human being regardless of whether or not they have health mental health issues like they don't get to be like if you have that kind of that kind of issue and you have that kind of criminal record no but if you're trying to make a bunch of money and you're trying to write off things, it makes perfect right. sense. And I know that sounds crazy, but at the same time, you're adding in a, a couple of hundred million dollars to a write-off, like because they're going to write it off. Like that's the thing that studios do that you guys don't understand. When they when they have a bomb like this, they write yeah. it off. <laughs> watch the producers. <laughs> yes, seriously, watch the producers. Either one. I would uh, I would love for you guys to watch the Gene Wilder Zero Mustel because Gene Wilder is. I- think it's if you're gonna watch the movie so I, i've seen the movie i, mm-hmm. I saw the play uh not on broadway obviously but like the the touring play uh when it uh started touring and i saw the film version of the musical um which starred the the originators of the broadway uh here, here's yes. a fun fact for you I saw the touring version. Matthew Broderick 
Broderick was in the musical stage play version and the movie version. The touring version, guess who played Matthew Broderick's part? I have no idea. I like that. I couldn't even think about who who would be a comp for that. Alan Ruck. No. Yep. Really. He's really good. He's really good. That makes sense. Like like Leo. Leo is like the extension of like if if Cameron Fry grew up, he would be Leo. Yeah. Like literally, he would be Leo. Like with the with the Mimi and the like, you know, the the rubbing of the little like you, you know every everything like the he would get involved with something like this and be in and out of his element. Uh, I, I I saw so great. I I I remember seeing the musical on stage very very well. I only watched the movie once because I wanted to see those originated performances, even though I know yes. film is different from theater. Um, oh, of course. And I you know I got to say. I, I think Alan Ruck was far better, <laughs> far better. I, <laughs> I, I totally he's so underrated as an actor, man. Yeah. It, so like, he really is like, well, I mean, like, yeah, I know we've already talked about this. Um, he's great. in the, in the amount that I've seen of secession, like he's great. Like, he's, yeah, he's really t- like, and it's truly different than what you're used to him as like also like I think that we're both big um um Michael J Fox movie uh, assistant mayor assistant to the mayor um our TV show um oh, yeah, Barry yeah. Boswick uh, um the what is it called Spin City. Uh, Spin City yes um and he he is amazing in that in that show like he is truly like like I wish that they had had a a spinoff between him and um, God damn it, who was the other guy? The guy that he was always uh, he was always like uh, they were completely opposed to each other because he was yeah the black dude. (sighs) Yes, I can't think of his name on the show, uh, but like they had uh, like uh, Stewart and I can't think of his name, uh, but they had like this great um, Carter Stewart and Carter. Like they had that great relationship, right? Because they were both like complete opposites. They were literally the odd couple. Um, that's a great show, by the way. Like, however, like, like there's so many people on that show before Charlie Sheen got on it. Um, but uh, yeah, no, no, no. Like uh, Alan Ruff is great. Like he he doesn't get the credit for how good he is at so much. Um, and you know what's weird is that I've like I was a kid who grew up with the producers because I was like like my family was a Mel Brooks family right like like you know um, Blazing Saddles and like my dad's favorite one of my dad's favorite movies of all time is Franken- Young Frankenstein um, so like we constantly watched that so like I was a big producers fan um, and Gene Wilder of course because he was a big thing in our in our family um, because of Mel Brooks but. Like the producers, the musical, and then the then the film were so weirdly cagey for me because of the fact that I loved the producer so much um, that I didn't. I saw the movie and then I saw a touring company of the producers, um, which didn't star anybody really 
like it was like an LA production, uh, but yeah. it didn't have anybody like famous in it. Um, but I was very charmed by it. I was genuinely surprised that they could take what they did with it, um, which was like great. Like if you guys haven't seen the producers, please go ahead and see the producers, like both versions of it. But I would ask you guys to watch the Gene Wilder first yeah. because Gene Wilder is Gene Wilder's fucking like <clears throat> I, I don't know if I've ever actually ever said that. Like Gene Wilder is probably top five actors. Um I can't that say I just I've, truly I've love. seen enough of his work, but like I've also never seen him in anything where I was like Oh, well, that wasn't very good. Or, like, he wasn't very good. Like, I, I don't love uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. But part of the reason I don't love that movie is because of his mm-hmm. performance and how absolutely terrifying it is to me. Well, like, in, in, that's the... definitely murdering those children. <laughs> he really is. But, I mean, okay, so, like, here's the thing. Did you ever read the Roald Dahl story? Like, no, he's I, lo- I never he... read Roald Dahl. Okay, so it's a lesson. It's a very much it's very much a lesson, right? Like it teaches it teaches kids like anything in Roald Dahl's like stories. It's very much like the Brothers Grimm. It's very very dark, and he is truly a serial killer. Like he is he's teaching you lessons through Willie, right? Like through Wonka, because he's teaching like every single kid, like in the book, even even more so, is a very specific type of child spoiled child and they're getting their just desserts right and so like it's weird to watch the movie and understand that and like realize that he's not actually playing anything different other than like maybe making it a little bit softer um because it's just it's fascinating to watch like Willy Wonka you are truly correct like it is terrifying because he is a serial killer he is literally killing those kids because they're spoiled rotten because he knew he oh knew yeah the that... kids are terrible like I, there's, yeah. uh, there's no there's not a lot of sympathy i have for the kids it's, <laughs> it's just that i'm just like oh my god this guy's insane <laughs> yes he he really is like he really is fucking crazy um but like yeah like uh gene wilder man oh man you know what it it, it was for me like like even now even appreciate it more is that Gene Wilder has like this there's this sense of sadness to him all the time even when he's funny there's this sense that you can tell that he's just sad it there's it's it's the I think it's the thing that I connect with with Robin Williams and yeah. man I can't even talk about Robin Williams right now I will fucking start like it's like Popeye right like to me Popeye is like is like for me Robin Williams personified because it's the right amount of happy sad joy anger everything that robin williams was all it circled like as a person when you read his when you read that beautiful biography that they that that they made like that i cried through most of it because it just robin williams was robin like like he was a figure for me um but it's like similar to gene wilder like gene wilder had like that that kind of energy for me as a kid and even growing like as i got older and i started to appreciate things like like a, a, a film that i feel like is just slept on by everybody because it's an amazing movie is the frisco kid with harrison ford and gene wilder yeah I, I, i've watched i haven't watched the whole thing but i've watched some of it so like if you let it to the end and it, it goes to its nth degree like 
watching Gene Wilder play a Hasidic Jew in the West with Harrison Ford playing a gunslinger the way in prime Harrison Ford era, like like literally a year after Star Wars, it's wild because the movie doesn't like so like it's directed by Aldrich, right? Who's like one of my favorite directors. And you could tell the age because it's a very rickety movie. But in between like that, like there's something beautiful that comes out of that movie with the relationship between Wilder and Ford and like the end and everything. It's like, it's great um, because Gene Wilder is great. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, this is all for me to tell you guys, you guys really should be watching Gene Wilder movies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so you haven't had time. I, honestly, I haven't had time to watch much either. Yeah. I was supposed to go see the Meg long story short, that didn't happen. So this is yeah. why the, the, kind of free for all um i did want to talk about the one thing you have watched most of but okay. i want to ask you first uh did you watch any of good omens no um and that's because i need to go back with my wife and watch yeah. uh watch the the this first series um i was going to ask you because i'm okay with you talking about it um like because I mean, if you've read the book, I, I, I'm fairly certain that uh, that's the one thing I was going to ask you is, is that, is this something brand new or is this within the book universe of Good Omens? I, or have uh, you even read Good Omens? As I, I haven't, but okay. I do know that it's a collaboration with Gaiman and Pratchett. Uh, from yes. what I understand, um, this is... Uh, just te like furthering that story it's not anything from okay. the original novel okay. so um it it's pretty great it's pretty great yeah it's really um, weird because most of the cast has been in doctor who like literally it's like watching these like all these people from doctor who put on a play where none of them are playing the characters from Doctor Who because like every time somebody pops up it's like oh she was in that episode of oh she was in that episode of Doctor Who it like it's just like every five minutes um it has a really really the first one had kind of a bittersweet ending so it, it yes. it's, it's it's in that same vein but this definitely sets up for like you know the first one's kind of ambiguous where it's just like yes. oh there could be more adventures but that's from my understanding that's kind of the way the book was um so like yeah. we could revisit this if we wanted to this definitely ends on like well if there's not any more like we didn't answer all the questions and we left everybody in a place that nobody's going to be entirely comfortable with <laughs> It would be like if Across the Spider-Verse um, ended like that and like we just never got a third one. Be like, well, uh. what the fuck? <laughs> like, what, what am I supposed to do with all that? Um, so maybe not quite that kind of cliffhanger, but it is very much mm -hmm. like, like it ends on such an ominous thing that it's like, well, shit, you better be making more. Um, <laughs> Uh, but it is really good. I had a really good time uh, watching it. And I, of course, been keeping up with Futurama 
is still like we're a few episodes into this new run still Mm -hmm. really strong uh city primeval is not og justified but it's still so much fun watching him um yeah and you like i'm so excited for you to catch up on my adventures with superman when you finally can because holy shit every episode i'm just like what like what are they gonna do next what are they gonna and every episode they just knock it out of the park this last episode was so weirdly it's weird and fun like it's it's just great um but one of our favorite show actually two of our favorite shows have come back harley quinn already started a few weeks ago um yes have you watched any of the new yes i've watched the first two episodes um which I, i'm not loving oh, the hero angle i'm not loving it yeah i okay so anytime you can take the piss out of nightwing i'm okay with it. yeah like, that, like, that part's okay. fun that part yes it is but i totally get like okay so like there's a way to do harley as a as a good guy but to keep her as an agent of chaos and let her do what she does best especially in this kind of version of it and they're not doing it now if she wasn't so adamant that she clean up her act that maybe i would be less critical of it but it's it's this like she thinks she has not 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 saying that what she does okay just in the universe of the cartoon that she Mm -hmm. thinks she has to change to to do to be better is just mm-hmm. weirdly inconsistent to me. No, it is, especially with the character that we've spent three seasons with. It and, doesn't and we've seem... seen her grow so much. Like it seems yes. more in line that she'd just be like, oh no, I bash people's heads in with bats. That's what I do. Um mm-hmm. if they're bad guys, that's fine. I'm a good guy now and I'll bash the bad guys' heads in. But it just becomes this like Oh, I gotta not do this anymore, and it, it's like a character regression, which may one hundred percent be the point of this. That like it's yes. easy to fall back into those old uh, feelings about yourself or whatever. And, and I'm along for the ride. It's just that right now I'm like, yeah, I don't really love this regression thing. Like uh, her people pleasing. Like, for the good guys. Like, kind of understood it when it was for, like, romantic love. Not really understanding it. And I guess maybe this is more about, like, family. I'm just, point being, I'm not willing to write off, like, the show not pulling some crazy-ass, like, therapeutic thing out of its uh, end, so to speak. Yeah. No, no, no. You're, You're absolutely right. I kind of... It feels like, okay, so, like, my 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 thing about this is, and I'm, like, you know, I'm still in the bag. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to not be in the bag for this. I'm going to watch this because it's one of my favorite shows. Uh, it's one of my wife's favorite shows. So we're going to want, we're going to continue to slow roll through it. But my thing is, is that it almost feels like they didn't think that Harley and Ivy's relationship was just strong enough in the weirdness of it all. Right. And we we that don't it, we just got to see them be exactly. in a relationship, and now you're you put them on opposite sides. We didn't even get a full season of them being like like 
you know, villains in love. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it's very tropey. I don't exactly. And it feels like I don't I don't necessarily need the plot contrivances. Like sometimes people just existing as who they are and like building like building the relationship rather than doing what animated films or TV series often do, which is like they have to they have to do a new like they're treating us like kids. Like this is a show about like this is a show for adults. There's no way in any way, shape, or form that this should be shown to any any kid under the age of sixteen. And the reason why I say that is because it deals with complex things that... <laughs> and also, it brings up things you don't want to have to answer questions about. Exactly. You might get tell so, your 16-year-old, like, well, I guess you're just going to have to Google that. <laughs> you yeah. don't want to tell your 12-year-old that. Um, exactly. But, okay, so, like, here's the thing is that treat us with respect. Don't treat us like kids that need a plot line. And that's what it feels like for me, is that it feels like they're just giving me a plot line because... We already got to the place and we don't need to do it. And we don't need to really think hard and long about, about like about this relationship and coming up with a good, like a good like season of like what they did last year, which is compile things that are like relationship based rather than a huge plot. Like, Yes, there was a huge plot with Ivy eventually like trying to control the world, and that was great. Um, but like you said, it just feels like like they're just trying to string it along to the end to where they're doing they're gonna like do another team up or something like that. And it's just yeah. like okay, yeah. no. Um, no. Yeah, I mean, I'm a few episodes ahead, so I, mm-hmm. like, but yeah, that's pretty on point. Like is yeah. <laughs> you you can see the writing on the wall there, I, and like I said, I, I'm not sitting here thinking like, oh, they're gonna just fuck it all up. I'm sitting yeah. here going like, I don't understand why they're doing what they're doing, but I trust the show can pull something out. Um, like it's it's a weirdly like sadistic version of Ted Lasso, where like a lot of people <laughs> might 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 just be like, oh, they've lost it. They And I'm just like, no, no. I, like, I trust these people because, like, I wasn't fully on board with the show at the beginning. And, mm-hmm. like, they firmly, like, just were, like, sucked me in. Uh, kind of BoJack Horseman, same way. Where I'm like, okay. when I first started watching, I'm like, yeah, I don't think I like this guy or these people. Like, they're all terrible. Um, mm-hmm. And then by the end of season one, I'm like, oh, this, this, this is brilliant. <laughs> like, oh, I see what you did there. Like, oh, you fucked with my head. Like, I got a lot of shit to think about now. Um, and Harley Quinn is that on a more poppy level. But I, yeah, so I, I'm trusting that they're going to pull something out. Um, so the other show I wanted to ask you, how did you get a chance to see? is uh only murders in the building is back yes and we have not seen it um the uh the two episode premiere is fucking great man (laughs) it's so fucking good like i'm giddy about whatever this season is gonna bring what they're doing with meryl streep is one of mm-hmm. the most 
like it's an obvious thing, but it's so fucking funny, and it's just like I, I, I'm I'm excited for you to see and Paul Rudd as this like prima donna actor. He, mm-hmm. He's just he's so charming, but in a dickish win. way, you know, like okay. you're just like. like- I understand why somebody would want to kill this guy, but I'm having a lot of fun watching him. Like, uh, you know, the episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine with Nathan Fillion where he's playing the cop on the TV show? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's like that where he's like, I really am having a good time watching Nathan Fillion be just a dick. (laughs) And I can watch (laughs) this for, you know, a good eight to ten episodes. Yeah, Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. I and the, the the mystery it just feels somehow they made it feel fresh like somehow okay uh and there's a, a, a there's some really good uh, so far like those background mm-hmm. performers the little characters in the building yeah there there's some really good moments with them although I feel like by staging it uh because it's about them putting on a play uh, mm-hmm. or a musical. Uh, I feel like staging it outside of the building building is going to cost us seeing some of those like little like 30 seconds with uh, what's her name. That's like the building manager or whatever the real. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Dead, the very New York deadpan lady. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, she does have a good moment in the first episode. Um but yeah, I'm I'm excited to to see you get caught up. Um, but that that's also one that like you could probably save until the finale's airing and then binge all the episodes because they keep the mystery going. So other than like oh somebody else died and it's usually somebody you don't know. It's a new character. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't know if there's much. You, you don't really risk being spoiled by social media there. Um, yeah. But you were telling me before we started recording that you have uh, watched most of Jury Duty. Yes. Which yes, got a shit ton of Emmy nominations. Which is wild, right? Like, that's just truly, a, like, like, like I wa- watching it, I'm like, uh, wow, okay. Uh, it's a it's a it's a real boon for Freebie because <laughs> yeah, I don't know that too many people. Uh, like I mean, I, I I'm sure enough people are because Amazon mm-hmm. does promote it, but like, yeah, it's not it's not as popular as like something like Tubi, which was kind of what they wanted was it to be like their version of, well, maybe not Tubi because Tubi to uh, Tubi's so weird. Um, but you know, one of those free streaming services. Um, yeah, and uh, they've had some good shows on there, but like nothing that anybody was you know pounding the drum about somehow the emmys just showed up and was like oh yeah everybody should be watching this is brilliant i I am slow burning the shit out of the show (laughs) yes i will watch it like 10 minutes at a time and then like like it's like i'm tuning into like somebody's real life like the webcam (laughs) you know i'm like oh watch it for 10 minutes it's good (laughs) okay so like 
I don't even understand how this came about and this came through. Like it had to have been a cheap show to produce because it it is, it looks like a cheap show. But also here's the thing is that it is such a wild meta concept. Like, so like the problem I, the only problem I had was having to explain to my wife, okay, so this is not a, this is not a nonfiction show. This is a narrative show. And the thing is that the, the guy that's playing this is playing it like he's a real guy. And, but he's not, he's an actor that's playing the part of himself, just like the way that James Marsden is. It's just that this whole concept is like taking on reality TV and like hidden camera bullshit in a way that kind of is its own weird ass thing. Like it. Okay. So like, the thing that we all know about The Office, right, with its whole, like, you know, like, docudrama thing is that it took about a season and a half to get really to where you could start the pitch of how brilliant The Office is. And you forget about the whole thing of that it's a, it, it's a documentary. Like, it's a, it's a faux documentary, right? This does that instantly. Like, this, like, learned from all of its, like, you know, counterparts, like Parks and Rec and, and Office. And Which is where these guys came from. Yes, yes. They they came from, like, the, the writers came from both places. and But it's unhinged in a way that I did not, like, I did not, like, think that it would. Like, so, like, I keep on thinking about the soaking. Did, have you gotten to the soaking moment? Um, I don't think so. Oh, my God, dude. You, okay. I think it's like, I'm on episode seven or eight. It's on, I think, episode five. There's, okay, so, like, <laughs> there's a natural ending to um, the kid, the little white kid, the race. I'm not a racist. I'm not a racist. I'm not a racist. There's a natural progression to his storyline, and it blossoms and blooms and like, I think it's like, I think you've probably seen, have you seen the, uh, the, the Margaritaville thing yet? Uh, yes. Or have you gotten to the point to where they're at Margaritaville? Yeah. Yeah. I I think I'm somewhere in there. Okay. That like for the next episode is fucking like, this is what convinced me. Like, so the entirety of that, like the ending of that episode into the next episode, I laughed consistently so much that I had to rewind it. And the ending of, okay, so the ending of that episode is so fucking wild and so hilarious and so wrong in so many goddamn ways that I just had to slow crap. I'm pretty sure that that's where they got their their Emmy nominations from was this weird, wild-ass moment. Because it's, I can't even, like, I don't want to ruin it for you because the way that it's done, (laughs) oh my god, I'm like, there's a reason why this show is on Amazon Prime and nobody picked it up, like, NBC or CBS. Like, it doesn't feel like that at the first couple of episodes, right? Like, it's just like, this could be on NBC, this could be on CBS, this could be on Fox, until... The next two until after post Margaritaville, it becomes the show that you go, Oh, now I know, now I know why. 
now like this is an r-rated show and it's it's not bad it's just it's exactly what you would expect if the office had a movie and they got to go r-rated and they wanted to do they wanted to go a little crazy this is the kind of stuff that you would see um yeah i'm on like we're on board for this so much so that we want another season but somehow to get james marsden to do it again because i will say this much that motherfucker is brilliant like i mean like if you didn't like him like you know i can see where some people might like seem as like a little douchey or something like that just from the characters he's played although he's certainly redeemed himself from from that stereotype um but if you don't find him personable at all like watching this there's no way you don't walk away just loving this dude confidential that means for my eyes only (laughs) i cannot just being willing to be like like yeah i'm kind kind of this like very affable guy like uh, if anything he's just like the guy that shows up and then he's like oh yeah yeah i've seen that guy much like the way the the jerry ronald like he does he's like yeah, yeah i think i've seen you in something um but to just bring him in to be like play the douchiest possible version of every douche character you've ever played just amp it up to 30 it, it's it's so fun to watch him be that guy when it's just like there's no way he's that guy. He's like, I mean, not to be shitty, but like, he's not famous famous enough to really be that guy. He's like so like mid fame that yes, like, he can't be super douchey because he's not famous enough. He would just get locked out of most rooms. But he's not like so like low end where people get that little bit of fame and they think that that's everything, you know. Um, yeah, like uh, he he's just so mid that like there's no way he's this guy, and of course he isn't. <laughs> but he isn't. <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I, I'm not saying anybody should slow burn watch it like I do. It is a fun show to watch in like ten or fifteen minute segments. Like this yes. is one of those things that like if uh, what was the micro. Uh, TV thing Quibi If Quibi had worked out This is the kind of thing that would be like I I could watch like 5 or 10 minutes of this And then step away And then like the next day watch 5 or 10 more minutes Or you know However they they played it out So um, I'm glad you're you're liking it Yeah the, the Critical reception initially was Very not like Like people just weren't interested In in it yeah. and well, I, I, think I think it took concept. getting to the finale and and yes. seeing the concept as a whole uh play out you know because in the beginning it can feel very mean not 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 necessarily yeah. mean like ollie g mean or anything like that but just like he like you're just like man this guy seems nice and y'all are just like putting him through all this ridiculous shit um but 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 i'll add a caveat to that the star to that because they brilliantly start to break him down like it's it's the lies it's the withholding it's the whole thing of like 
him getting certain pieces of information, but it's also like just him, like naturally, like I love the fact that they made him a solar, uh, solar panel contractor because yeah. there is like, that's a, I don't know if you guys have these guys out in LA, but, or in, in Columbus, but we have these guys in LA that are like these, like they're the, they're the kids who used to sell candy bars out in front, but now they're selling either bug spraying or solar panels or anything. They're doing all these things for these off-brand companies going door to door. That's what this dude is, right? Like he's one of those, like he's, he's actually that dude, um, which is hilarious. Like it's, it's very funny how they toe the line with Ronald <laughs> between being affable, adult, an idiot, and somebody who you really like face value. Yeah. You're, you're okay with, but you don't know if you really would want to know him in real life. Right. Because there's certain things that happen that you go, Oh no, no. Yeah. Why did you do that? Why did you do that? Motherfucker? Why didn't you just come clear? Um, because like it, it would be an easy thing to do. Um, I'm not going to ruin this stuff because I feel like jury duty definitely needs to be seen. Like even now, like I'm not telling you about certain things that are, that happened in, in the coming episodes. Yeah. Uh, especially because, again, if you don't already know, like I, yeah. I'm, I mean, unfortunately I've read enough to piece together the, you know, not the, the minor details, but like the, the macro details. Like I definitely yes. know, uh, kind of how everything plays out just because, uh, like when the, after the Emmys, like there were a lot of articles on like, Oh, yes. how they did this or how they did that. And like, I mean, I was a little interested. I was like, oh, I'll finish it one day. Um, so that's probably feeds into why I haven't like full blown just binge the show because I, by the time I got back around to like, like, Oh, I should finish this. It, it was a bigger thing and already kind of knew everything that happened. So, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, anyway, um, yeah, I, I'm excited. I'm excited to f- finish it. Maybe I, you know, with the, with the dearth of TV, like, uh, like, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have to, to sit down and maybe, uh, binge it. Um, but, uh, so and you should know, well, actually, just one more thing. You guys should know, if you guys don't want to sh- watch it on freebie with commercials, Amazon Prime, because it got Emmy nominations, yeah, put it on to, yeah, promoted it to Prime. And I'm guaranteeing if there is a second season, which I don't know if there is. Um, yeah, it might, second, might just be on Prime. Yeah, it'll probably so. just be on Prime because it got promoted. Um, so, and... Like I said, it's worth it. It's so worth it. If you're into the kind of comedy like The Office, I know there's a lot of people that aren't. Um, there's definitely a meanness to the thing that could be disenchanting to people. Um, I think but, if you stick with it, though, like that kind of fades yeah, away. So It does. Um, it helps that he's not a terrible dude. Like it might yeah. feel more mean if you really didn't like this guy. Cause you just be like, yeah. well, like, like the way uh, Sasha Baron Cohen does, it's like, yeah, I don't agree with these people, but like, and you are making them look foolish, but somehow that seems meaner because we know they're foolish. <laughs> so, yes. Um, 
but uh so this coming weekend blue beetle so that's the plan to be talking about blue beetle next week i'm hoping i'll see it thursday night Uh, okay i'm hoping to see it on friday um i well i know i'm gonna see it on friday um so we can definitely talk about that and maybe if our personal our our personal business lives get a little bit better maybe we can see some more stuff (laughs) um it's been rough for me uh, uh, but you know, um, I, I mean, I don't know how better it's going to get because I have some housework coming up. Um, uh, so that always interrupts things too. So like actual like construction work that's happening. Uh, um, but it'll be done by the weekend. Um, and again, like it's just uh, it's that time of year. Um, and I do have to ask uh, the birds, man. Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Looking did good. You, uh, uh, did you watch? Yeah, I, I got to see. Okay. I, I missed the first quarter. Um, uh, okay. But well, most of the first quarter. But none of not well. Uh, Ritter didn't start, so I, I got to see mm-hmm. most of the game. Definitely got to see the the big highlights. Well, except for that first interception. But uh, yeah, they look good, man. Um, yeah. So. They they definitely the, the rookies look good. Like I I watched uh, I watched the highlights. Um, the Bengals are in trouble, man. The Bengals are in serious fucking yeah. trouble, man. Uh, without, Joey Burrow, not without yeah, Joey Burrow. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough season for them. So. Yep. Um. Uh, anyway, yeah. I am. Uh, I've got to turn my air on. <laughs> it okay, is a hot box in there. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, so go check out everything else I'm doing over at xwingfiles.com. Uh, wrapping up finally secret invasion coverage and uh, Ted Lasso podcast is back in full swing. Um, so go check those out. Pod Lasso, everything, xwingfiles.com. And now uh, we'll Adam pimp his stuff. Okay. Um, Jesus, I can't even think of uh, the, the movie uh, is where all my written content is. Uh, you guys know where to find uh this podcast uh which is my only podcast um this week we're gonna have some more stuff is actually starting to roll now on the site there was a a lull because of like work and stuff but managed to trudge through it and i've got some stuff on the on the site right now and more's coming this week uh more stuff that you know that you you love to read from me weird ass cult items and stuff that you've forgotten about it's um, my favorite <laughs> <laughs> i texted you yesterday about a movie that was like would have totally forgotten this existed. <laughs> so. Oh my god, yes. I, I mean, I'm I, so much so that I actually bought that. Like when you had sent it to me, I was like, yeah. okay, I need to. I'm not gonna say it because I think that maybe there might be a there 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 might be a move uh, a, a moving images or a moving pictures um uh, ep, uh volume of this because it it's such a culty movie, but like it's so much so that I didn't remember it. And then when I yeah. had when I watched the YouTube trailer of it i was like holy shit i saw this thing like 500 times on yeah. on hbo or six cinemax something i like almost that. i almost bought it i might go back and buy it so but i found Shh. some some cheaper movies that i knew were yes like, new for a fact i remembered were great so um yes but, uh anyway uh yeah go check out all that stuff and we will be back next week talking about blue beetle hopefully talking about how blue beetle is like another surprise hit of the summer but i guess yes. we'll see <laughs> so, we will see uh so we will uh see you guys in talk to you guys soon
every seven cal Number eight, the Simpsons. Number nine, TV. Number ten, every single band that I stole all their MP3s. But before they all sold out, they had all together. You with me now. Mm-hmm.